You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 274. Everyone knows a realtor. Everyone knows they can list it and get possibly full price, but they're reaching out for more. There's some usually some kind of a problem or a trial or a hiccup or a struggle that they're going through that they want more than just their home being sold. They want these struggles, trials, or challenges also to have a solution for those. And as a wholesaler, I think that's the, the best part about this, this business is the fact that you genuinely get to sit down, just like Mason and, and Travis here, sitting down with this gentleman and trying to find a way that's over and above just purchasing their home. But it's more, this is perfect. It's, it's serving the guy. It's helping the guy. It's solving problems. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or even MP3 player, it is a no-brainer. To take advantage of this special offer, Again, go over to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim, and I'll be hosting today's episode where we have not just one, but two rockstar rhinos that have done some deals already. They've done four deals, one of them that could be closing today for a fifth deal, and then they have two pending deals here in the near future. Now, the cool thing about this, all of this adds up to a little over $70,000. They are going to be sharing their story today, but for those that might be just brand new listening to the podcast for the first time, I want to tell you, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, where we talk about wholesaling real estate. And simply wholesaling is just finding deeply discounted properties that you can then put under contract. And then from there, man, you've got so many options on what you want to do to make your money. And we're going to talk about one of those strategies today. So get out a piece of paper, get a pen or a pencil, and get ready to jot down some gold nuggets because we have with us today Mason Mitchell and Travis Bennett from Des Moines, Iowa, and they're going to break it down step by step how they just did a recent deal so that you can get out there and take massive, imperfect action. So Mason and Travis, how in the heck are you guys doing today? Doing amazing, Cody. We appreciate the opportunity to be on and looking forward to it. Cool. Cool. I love it. This is going to be great. So the two of you kind of tell like a background story of a little bit why each of you got into wholesaling and how the two of you were able to like meet up and become uh, business partners. Yeah. So I'll start first. And so to keep it short, I'm originally from Des Moines, Iowa. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for the last six years of my life. And I was always involved in racing. That's been my, my life and career for a long time. And I was in a development series owned by NASCAR. We won a lot of races and championships. But I just uh, 
was at a point in my life where I knew what I was doing wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be. And I wanted to make a change and had some real estate influence in my life before with my father and then some other family members and got to go into YouTube uh, university and reading books and stuff <laughs> and uh, wanted to make a change. So I, I shut everything down in North Carolina. I moved back in August of 2018, ended up joining the tribe after I listened to the podcast a million times. And <laughs> next thing you know, I'm at a real estate meetup and overheard or my business partner, Travis actually overheard a conversation of mine and we uh, met up and started doing deals from there. And I'll let Travis actually explain his background in the real estate. Cool, cool. Keep going. Go for it, Travis. Share us your background. My name is Travis, yeah, and uh, I've been interested in real estate for, I don't know, going on a decade. And uh, I worked in the corporate world, and it just wasn't fulfilling, you know, monetarily or spiritually, anything like that. You know, I went to YouTube University, read every book that I could find as well. And I knew rental properties were kind of going to be the end goal. And, you know, furthering down that path, tried to look for business partners in the path. Fortunately, I tried to look for like friends and like sort of convince them to that this is kind of the path to go. But yeah, I just went to a real estate meetup and, you know, met Mason and we kind of just hit it off right off the bat and started tackling deals and, you know, just sort of racing, racing out of the box now. And, you know, just looking forward to add more deals to our, our portfolio and get some more rentals taken down. This is awesome stuff. So the two of you joined the program just within a, maybe a month of each other. You guys yeah. go and take massive imperfect action on the instruction videos to go to these meetups and local real estate investor associations. You go there to do what the actions items are told you to do and you end up meeting each other. And now here you guys are. And now you've done four deals that have already closed and three future deals. One of them should close today, but two pending in the future. So let's Let's go right into this and let's go right to the meat potatoes. This is some good stuff. A little over 70 grand is what I've written down in what has closed and what will close in the future. So let's break down one of your most recent deals and let's break it down step by step how you were able to get this deal, like the marketing, everything. And let's help our listeners understand how they too can get their first wholesale deal. All right, so we'll deep dive uh, one of our recent deals. Marketing source was an actual bandit sign. Bandit sign? And by bandit sign, what did you have on this baby? So I believe this one said, uh, I buy houses, cash, fast, something like that. I uh, had, had a phone number for our call rail number. Uh-huh. And I think it was on a weekend. And we actually went How many color. bandit signs do you have to put out to get good numbers? I mean, are, did you just put out one bandit sign or were you putting out like a ton of them? I mean, it's not even like that many at a time, but like you got to keep them up though. That's the yeah, hardest part. You gotta <laughs> Do you feel like they get yanked down a lot? I mean, is that why you feel like you have to stay consistent that the message is always up because the city's pulling them off or because people break them off? What does that look like? I mean, a lot of the, a lot of all of it really. Um, city taking them down, people taking them down. We don't put them in, in yards of anybody or else unless we have it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right here in your front yard, and I don't care who owns right? it. No, just kidding. Oh, buy your house. <laughs> and then weather, too, is about it. Yeah, I mean, we got really, really lucky. This year was a crazy winter, but we uh, got lucky one night. It was legitimately snowing as we were putting them out, and it was a huge snow. So none of the city officials were, were going to go out there and pull them out. So those, those suckers stayed out there for two or three weeks, and we got pretty lucky. We actually had a lot of deals during that period. But this guy called and we met him and then uh, had some phone conversations and, and met back with him and ended up signing the contract to do the deal. But it got 
pretty creative because this was a house that he inherited from his mother a few years back, lived in it for a while. Okay. And then he, uh, well, he actually lived in this house for a while. He inherited another house that he just moved into so that he needed to get rid of this house. And and it was, uh, this guy's inherited multiple homes. Yeah. Just wanted to kind of pick a different one of the two versus the one he is currently living in. Most recent one he got actually really nice. This one uh, wasn't that bad, but needed some, some work and it was uh had some you know just a lot of stuff and it hoarded a lot of stuff for many years and the pain point of it was moving he like he, he just didn't know what to do he wasn't in the greatest health with his back and stuff like that so as wholesalers as you know you have to get creative so we got creative and put a little mini team together to move as much stuff as we could out of there to put into his new house and that was the big help for him and because so you're not, saying and this is mason right yep you're bringing up some good points here Right out of the gates, you get on a phone call with this guy. You can tell that he's inherited a home. There's some motivation there. But you're saying what really helped him select you, choose you, was the fact that you're able to really solve problems or serve him in a way that maybe other people, when they went in there, weren't able to do? Yeah, I believe so. Because the funny part was when we were actually moving him out, we came across another investor's postcard in his house. And so we know that somebody was trying to get it before us. And the big thing about bandit signs is what people don't realize, I feel like, is that there's a high motivation to begin with when they call you from a sign. But yeah, we were able to put the team together and move his stuff to his new house, which uh, was honestly pretty fun because the guy's a funny guy. We had a great relationship with him and learned a ton. But you know, if, if we didn't, if we didn't do that. And you know, there's an old saying, a quick nickel is better than a slow dime. I'm a firm believer in that because if we didn't do that, who knows how long it would have been for him to get stuff out of there. If he would have got stuff out of there to begin with and yeah. the closing process could have been two, three months long and, or even fell through. So we, uh, I feel like you just got to do what you have to do to get the deal done at, you know, but this is crucial guys like this is something that's pretty unique and i'm looking at this whole structure and i i love this because this is this is exactly what i do that's exactly what tom does and it's exactly the way we even coach it within the tribe is is just go out there and serve people and so many times we think it's all about just the numbers or the price when really people are calling you on these postcards or a bandit sign or however you're marketing to these individuals they're reaching out to you everyone knows a realtor everyone knows they can list it and get possibly full price, but they're reaching out for more. There's some, usually some kind of a problem or a trial or a hiccup or a struggle that they're going through that they want more than just their home being sold. They want these struggles, trials, or challenges also to have a solution for those. And as a wholesaler, I think that's the, the best part about this, this business is the fact that you genuinely get to sit down just like Mason and, and Travis here, sitting down with this gentleman and trying to find a way that's over and above just purchasing their home, but it's more, this is perfect. It's, it's serving the guy. It's helping the guy. It's solving problems. And here you guys are allowed to now by doing that, the byproduct was you got a, a contract to, to purchase this, this gentleman's house. Does that sound yeah. accurate? No, without a doubt. And we're able to, uh, I think the process only took 30 days from signing it to closing it. And in okay. between there, we moved everything. So in the moving, how did that go? Help me understand. Like, is it something you just, because I know these details, it sounds like it's just little details, but these are good things. I think there's so many listeners here saying, oh my goodness, I've never thought about doing that because it's these little things that help. I mean, did you just hire a crew or did you just say, hey, buddies, like, and you call your friends and say, hey, can you help me out? I'll pay you a couple bucks. I mean, what does that look like 
to make this actually happen? Yeah, so I have a few buddies from the high school days that uh, I reached out to and I'm really close to, and we got a little group of them together, and here's a couple hundred bucks and a lunch, a sandwich for everybody. <laughs> and we spent a, um, a good solid weekend that we got a, a ton of stuff done. Then there was a few days here and there that uh, Travis and I, maybe one other person, went and moved some stuff. But yeah, we got a truck and trailer and a couple other trucks and, and moved as much as we could. The, the seller, the guy, he's super cool awesome work with. And side note on this property, there was also a tenant in uh, at the upstairs living there. So she was moving out as well, which that went smooth as heck, surprisingly. And it all worked out really well. Travis actually has an interesting detail. I was out of town the last weekend. <laughs> He's he, like this, there's more to this, just wait. <laughs> yeah. So, And he had a, the last thing that we needed to move was the washer and dryer. And I couldn't get it moved when we were in there the first time because, uh, had a gas line hooked up to it and the shutoff valve was broke off and they were like, what the heck did we do? So tra- I was out of town. Travis, I'll just let you explain this one. <laughs> oh yeah, I was out of town and the closing was coming up. So it had just to be done that day. I was sick that week even. And I just physically moved a washer and dryer out of the house into a back of the truck with ice everywhere all by myself, then put it back into another house uh, uh-huh. downstairs basement. Um, and then unhooking the the gas valve was that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah, as you say, what did you do if there was no shut off? Did you have to shut off the whole main for the house, or what did that look like? Uh, you know, you know, that's where I started, and <laughs> I was I was thinking that, but I didn't turn on the right valve. <laughs> oh dear! And yeah, yeah, it started spewing gas, and I was like, oh man! But I could see the ball inside it, so I just like held my breath and then closed it, and I was like, okay, that's that wasn't fun at all. <laughs> but uh, here we are, and just got it done. <laughs> Travis called me, and I, I about lost. Oh man! It. Oh man! Oh. We're gonna lose this house. <laughs> Is it worth it? <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Is this worth it? <laughs> awesome. So you're you're you move these out. You think you shut off gas. These I, guys, just so you know, <laughs> this is the first time I've heard this story. And I've heard every story. So I thought, so you're, <laughs> you take apart the, the washer and the dryer. Gas is going everywhere. You're able to finally, I'm assuming, shut it off. Or is this baby yeah. still leaking as we speak? I hope not. <laughs> no, it's closed. It was closed. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Water, water and soap on it too, just to triple check. <laughs> so now that that's done... What were you able to do from there when you got the home under contract, you helped move this gentleman's, uh, all of his stuff out, move him to a different place. What did you do to actual, like, to make money on this deal? What was your exit strategy and how did you do it? Yeah. So with most of the properties that we get under contract, we take pictures, put a uh, marketing piece together. We use MailChimp and we blast it out to our buyers. And uh, basically, uh, we have an inspection period in there as well, which is a few days later. And you know how it goes. Uh, most of the interested people come out and they'll look at it. And then we send out another email that basically has an offer deadline. Uh-huh. The buyers uh, that are interested basically send an offer and usually it's highest and best or somebody that can close quick. So okay. we sent this out a couple of days later, had people come for inspection. Seller was great to work with then. How many people were interested in this? When you send out, you're, you're marketing the contract, doing like a, an assignment, I'm assuming. You market the contract. How many people were like, yeah, I want to come take a look at this? This one was quite a few, actually. Yeah, yeah. this is a good one. This one had probably, I mean, our market's not a huge market, like a, like a Phoenix or anything, like that, but it's, it's a really solid market as far as uh, 
how you know, deals and stuff like that. So, but you know, there's only like a 600,000 population of Metro City, Des Moines Metro. So our buyer list right now is close to 100. We want to get some more, but that might not sound like a lot, but it's a decent amount for this market. So I think this one had maybe close to a dozen people come out or 10 or so come out to the property and look. Probably had six or seven offers come in. Travis handles that part of it really well with dealing with our, our investors and buyers. Um, uh-huh. And then a uh, few offers came in. He's and, like, uh, if he can handle the gas line, he can handle the buyers. Let's do yeah, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and offers came in and Travis, why don't you tell them there what we ended up uh, Yeah. What did you put it under contract for and what did you end up selling it for, Travis? Uh, it was, uh, we had it under contract for 96 and we sold it for one one eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so see. 15, Is my math, I should say, 15K? Yep. Nope. Holy mercy. You gentlemen know what's coming right now, right? We do. We're <laughs> waiting for it. Oh, hold on. You're getting goosebumps. <laughs> wow. The victory I, I, bell has been rung for these two. 15K on this one. Yep. From the first time I listened to the podcast to now, that was my one of my main goals was to hear that dang bell ring. <laughs> You're like, that's going to be for me. Now, which which was better? Because I still want to help the audience understand. Was the 15K check better or was the victory bell better? That's the icing on the cake right there, the bell. There you go. The 15K still tastes the best, uh, right? Yeah. But I also wanted to, a uh, side note here on, on all of our deals, except for on our first deal, we did just straight up assignment of contract. But how we do all of our deals, we do a thing. It's called a blind double close. So uh-huh. there's two HUD statements. So the seller doesn't see what you're making, and or, you know the buyers don't care. They're investors as well. If the numbers work for them, they uh, it works for them. But with the signing, it just or with doing double close, it's just less obstacles you have to face talking to the seller when they see a fifteen thousand dollar. Sure, sure. So you go out there, you made this one. That means on the other three deals, because you had four closed, you've done another like twenty thousand, and between the other three pending. You have another, let's say, thirty-five, thirty-six thousand dollars here in the near future. How far out are those deals? Once, once two weeks away or less. I think we can probably move that one forward about a week. But that one will be twenty-some thousand, and then another one will be probably be around ten, and the other one will be around five. Wow. Good job, gentlemen. This is awesome, awesome stuff. Kudos to you guys. Are you doing this full-time or is this part-time in between full-time jobs that you have elsewhere? Yeah, we're both full-time, 100% into 100% full-time. That's awesome. And then kind of give it a breakdown before we end this because I always like to hear maybe uh, something I've, I've asked just recently is a lot of our, our listeners are, are wondering to do that kind of a deal flow in a market that has maybe 600,000 in population. And in the last, let's call it six months, you have four closed with three pending. So seven deals. What does that look like on a marketing side? How much money are you spending in marketing to, to bring in the enough opportunity to do this amount of deals? So, I mean, I think I mean, our, it's like a thousand a month, maybe less yeah. in marketing. Our marketing okay. cost has been really cheap, I feel like, compared to most. Yeah, that's very, very good, by the way, gentlemen. That's awesome. And where do you find where you're putting most of your dollars? <laughs> and uh, Bandit Signs. Bandit Signs. Signs. Time. Yeah. Okay. So, ban- and then are you placing them yourself or do you have someone else go out there and do it? Yep. Travis and I go out. 
Friday nights, maybe, and put them out. <laughs> and put them out. Good for you guys. So marketing expenses are super low. And here you are doing about a thousand a month to bring in. So let's call it six thousand out in in marketing to bring in what will be about seventy k in the future. Yep, that's about right. Sounds like a good little business you got going on there, guys. I'm proud of you guys. That's awesome stuff. Now to end this, we always end it the same way, and you guys are probably familiar with it. We always ask two questions. The first one is hindsight. If you were to look back, because it's usually a better vision looking backwards at your starting point, and we have a lot of listeners on here that are just getting involved in wholesaling. What would you have done differently if you were starting over today? Uh, I mean, for me, I met Travis sooner, but no, um, <laughs> it's everybody says, you know, it's, it's all about taking action and the analysis per sale. How do you say that word? Analysis, the analysis paralysis. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I was just so consumed in information and, and watching videos and reading books, which is great. But at some point you just got to, put that, that side of you away and just go take action. You know, I just remember the early, early days of being so scared to, to maybe cold call somebody or to, to do the early steps in the, in the course that you guys provide. And looking back, I was like, Oh my gosh, why was I, why was I acting like that? But um, <laughs> it's just all about taking action. I mean, it's a, it's a simple business, but it takes a ton of grit, especially early on because you'll have so many obstacles to get you your first deal. And I feel like that's just, the universe talking to you in a way because you'll have so many ups and downs and deals fall through or this and that. I mean, every our first deal we got in our contract, it ended up falling through. And I know there's so many videos out there that say how easy it is and it's, and it's easy in a way, but you just got to have a ton of grit, just take action and just keep pushing forward. There's going to be so many tough days, but you know, if we can get through it, anybody that's listening to this can get through it. Love it. Travis, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I don't know. I think we read it on a bunker sticker somewhere. It was like progress, not perfection, like fail forward, something crazy like that. I don't know. <laughs> Good stuff. Those are not even bumper stickers. If you give that bumper credit, I'm going to come over to Des Moines myself. No, just kidding. All right. Awesome stuff. So progress, not perfection and fail your way forward. Those are two amazing tips. And we'll talk offline after this. No, just kidding. <laughs> those are two awesome quotes. Whoever says those daily are just rock stars, guys. So cool, cool. Now let's ask uh, a book from each of you. What's one book from each of you that you would say is game-changing? What's helped you with your mindset or what's helped you progress or become someone better that you would recommend to our audience? Yeah, I mean, for me, I read this book um, last year before I made my big like life-changing career change and it really put my mind into the right place, I feel like. And that was, she actually has two books, but first one I read was How to Be a Badass by Jen Cicero. And uh-huh. the other one was, uh, I think something about money, but those ones, they're really mindset related. And it, it made me uh, just realize the power of the universe, um, how to push through obstacles. But I mean, I've read so many other books too, but I think Travis has a good one as well. Mine, mine was just Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, that was kind of a game changer. I was pretty well entrenched in the whole idea, you know, just involved around that. So that just sort of cemented it. And then the one I read when I was younger was called the Real Estate, the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book. I think it's by Jay Keller. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gary Keller. Gary Keller. That was one that kind of sold me at the beginning with. I was like, well, the math checks out. I was like, this doesn't. I mean, and then Rich Dad Poor Dad just kind of built on top of that. So those would be awesome. For books. One of those kind of equal. Awesome, awesome books. Great books. I've read. Uh, I've read a couple of those books, and I will tell you, Rich Dad Poor Dad is is one of the game changers for so many people. And again, that millionaire, uh, the 
is it the millionaire investor? Is that what we said? I just had to. Yeah, millionaire real estate investor by uh, Gary Keller. Awesome, awesome book. Such a great book. Tom had the opportunity to actually hang out with Robert Kiyosaki just last week, and it's just game changing to hear those different views and how to hear different mindsets. And he definitely is like one of the godfathers of real estate. And so many people mention his name. And it's it's just interesting to see how other people's minds work around real estate. And it just opens up doors and windows for, for us that, that get to listen to it. So awesome books. Well, gentlemen, this has been an amazing episode where you've broken down how you're doing deals, how business is going. And I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be on the podcast, but also what an honor it is to ring that victory bell for you guys, because this is awesome stuff. Seven deals in about six months, and you guys are going to have an amazing 2019. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you, Cody. And it was a pleasure to always listen to your guys' content, uh, to be a part of the tribe, and just uh, how go-giving you guys are. And if anybody has questions about it, definitely uh, join the tribe or, or follow these guys on Instagram. I, I'm getting gold nuggets every day. So we <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. And for those of you that have been listening to Rhino Nation, you've just listened to two rock stars that are just out there taking imperfect action, failing their way forward, and making deals happen. But that doesn't just fall in your lap. You got to have grit, just like Mason was talking about. You got to read those bumper stickers like Travis was saying. (laughs) But ultimately, get out there, fail your way forward. And if you want help building your wholesaling business, go over to wholesalinginc.com where you can book a call with our team. And we'd be glad to see if it's a fit and also help you along with your wholesaling business. Until next time, take care and God bless. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.